How do you say? How do you say? Is it her? Say Hi, a podcast that shares the power of ordinary interactions and how small gestures can spark endless smiles and new connections. Hi, I'm Maggie. Today we're talking about how to have interactions and conversations with people from a different generation than our own. For an example, elderly grandparents or neighbors or small children if you are not someone who interacts with them on a regular basis. Hey, it's Caitlin. I want to kick things off with a little bit of a story. A few years ago, well, maybe a few more than a few, I was in my late teens, early 20s, and I went to visit my grandfather. I love my grandfather and grew up hanging out at his house and chilling as a kid. But suddenly, I didn't know how to talk to him anymore. I felt like a little scripted and like I didn't know what subjects to breach or when to laugh or what types of jokes to tell. I was feeling awkward. Anyway, a little while later, my brother came in. And he just started shooting the shit with him like it was no big deal. He was talking about his day. They were talking about cars, all sorts of things. And my mind was like blown. Like, it's that easy to do? I don't get it. Then it kind of clicked. You talk to people who are old or people who are young, the same you talk to people who you're familiar with or that are your same age. It's all about just being conversational and treating everyone as an equal. That's true. The topic that you're talking about might shift a little bit based on shared experiences or knowledge about what you're going through, but your tone of voice, the words you use, all of that doesn't really need to change all that much because they're people too. Yeah. I also noticed this a few years later where my brother was hanging out and talking with kids and he used the same exact tactic and it just kind of like solidified that even further in my mind on like how to interact better with really young kids and really old people and just talking to them like normal. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> I don't work with young kids and don't have kids, but I texted a few of my teacher friends who have experience and they shared some really good insight. First, kids know if you're being patronizing and I am sure that elderly people do too. They know if you are changing the tone of your voice or talking down to them or making assumptions about their level of intelligence or experience. And a way to get around that is just to remember that like they may have different like frames of reference, but they still like know how to communicate. So maybe they don't know what you're talking about, but you could ask what interests them and have them explain to you what they like to do, what they're into, what games they're playing, etc. without changing the pitch of your voice. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that kind of empowers them and gives them confidence to have mm. these types of conversations. Um, I have a, a small six-year-old in my life, and one thing I always do is I'll be like, hey, do you know how to work this thing? And I say it like a normal person would say it, and maybe I do know how to work it. So there's a little bit of like grown-up manipulation yeah. there. But the whole goal is for her to be like, yes, I do. Let me show you how. And let me feel empowered to kind of own this space mm -hmm. and, and be a part of it as an equal. Yeah. And I see her, I literally see her like light up a little bit. At first she's questioning like, uh, 
um, yeah. And then she's like, yes, I do know how to do this. You do it like this and like this. And this is really funny because, and it turns into a whole thing. Yeah, I think what you said about kind of empowering and, and maybe using a little bit of manipulation if you're trying to get someone out of their shell, it can be helpful to kind of play down your own experience with it instead of shutting them down, like, oh, I already know about that or I can do it myself. Give them a chance to teach you something or talk about something that interests them to get them out of their shell. And then you'll find that common ground. You'll find something to, to connect on from there. It's kind of like I would imagine when you meet somebody at an event or a bar or a friend's party and they're like, hey, I make kombucha. And you're like, I don't make kombucha. How do you do that? Tell me about it. Like, what is that all about? Like, use that same concept, but for a six-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old. Exactly. And to use that example, like maybe you know something about kombucha and it may not interest you all that much, but you can still give them that space to explain and drive the conversation that way. We all love talking about our interests and things that we find enjoyable. And it's even more like fun when you can teach someone something new. So just kind of having that open mind and not necessarily playing dumb, but just like showing your your interest and, and letting them being inquisitive yes. you know it's curious not, yeah I think that yes some answers are going to be obvious but you can say those questions not in a oh you like that tell me about it mm-hmm. but instead you can be like oh that's really neat tell me about it mm-hmm. and and it takes it from kind of this like playing it down into like a, a real conversation and situation which I think just builds confidence yeah To use that same example when you're talking to someone older than you, you shouldn't just write them off because they may not know what it is you're talking about. Instead, explain it to them. An example would be like if you're looking at some funny memes on Instagram rather than just like, you know, ignoring your grandparents or anyone around you, like say like, hey, do you know about like reels and TikTok? Like they're really funny. Let me show you something you might enjoy and bringing them into it rather than writing them off. I think that brings up a good point. So even though we should be conversing with someone who's way younger or way older, similarly to how we would converse to someone our own age who we're familiar with, the difference there is we might need to explain some terms. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like using like tech talk or lingo. You're only going to use that when you're talking to people in your industry. Mm -hmm. When we're talking to somebody who's older or younger, there might be scenarios where you can be like, pause, wait a second, do you know that show? Are you familiar with it? Or, hey, grandma, grandpa, I want to show you this really cool video. It's on this crazy platform called TikTok, which let me explain what that is. You know, you're not just going to roll into the conversation and be like, hey, check out this thing on TikTok. It's cool. Because they're going to be like feeling what are those words you said. Yeah, yeah. they're going to feel disconnected and that can really alienate somebody. Mm-hmm. I've recently been hanging out with some people who are, you know, five, ten years younger than I am. And there have been points in the conversations where I pause and I'm like, wait, do you know what th- we're talking about? Do you know what drink we're talking about? Because I don't know if that was like around when mm-hmm. – and and, I'd, and when you do that, you have to be a little careful because you also don't be like, do you even know what that is? Right. You know, like, that's not oh, the point. you young kids don't even understand. Right. Is, yeah, you want to avoid that kind. Of right. Language. But you want to make sure if there's like a couple people in the conversation that – one or two or three people aren't feeling alienated because they can't relate to that. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to pause for a second to kind of read the crowd and say, hey, wait, time out. Do you, I just realized you might not know what this thing is. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. It's X, Y, Z. And you could even open it up to like, do you have something similar? Or what did you call it when oh. you were in college? Or whatever it might be. There are always some similarities that 
maybe they're just called a different word or the the frame of reference is a little bit different but you can start to kind of explore what you might have in common in that same area I love that that's so smart and a great way to kind of twist that conversation you know I think too that plays into this whole thing where generations kind of compete with one another like oh these gen x's these millennials these boomers whatever like in all of our times, breaking news, breaking news, in all of our times, there's going to be some cool new shit that happens, yeah. you know, and there's going to be yeah. some like new things and some bad things and some good things and some yeah. weird things and some things that come back into play for all of us, you know what right. I mean? And Especially when you think of like music, we're all going to be like emotionally tied to what we grew up on. We're all going to think that our fashion sense is like late breaking and the, and the best thing ever. When we already know those sort of things are cyclical and they build on each other. So the music from our generation isn't that it's like way newer or different or better than before. It actually probably has some like roots in um, our parents' music and stuff. And so talking about that and exploring our interests actually opens up a lot more doors rather than being like, oh, that's old people stuff or oh, you kid, you young kids don't understand. And that's really limiting. With music, too, that's a great example. It's not always so much the music itself, but where that music transports you, Mm -hmm. you know? So wherever your love song was heard, if you start talking about the experience you have around something, chances are if you're talking to your grandma or grandpa or someone you work with who's of a different generation, they'll be like, oh, and instantly think of the song that that feeling is relevant to or relates to. Right. We have these kind of shared experiences. They just maybe come in a different color or soundtrack or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So the point of that all is just to say, even though someone's older or someone's younger, you still have a lot you can relate to. And it doesn't have to be this like awkward conversation of either really talking down Mm -hmm. or saying as minimal things as you can you yeah, know like how's the weather grandma like keeping it like you yeah. can go a little deeper you can grandma doesn't want to talk about is. the weather yeah. you know <laughs> she wants to probably know all the juicy details of your life because mm-hmm. grandma wants to know and do something yeah. you know one thing I try to keep in mind when I'm talking to younger kids is to remember that I was there at one point too I can still remember what I felt when I was 6 10 16 And I was a whole person with ideas. And if someone (laughs) talked down to me, I knew it and I hated it and I wanted to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And while I can't do that same thing for someone older than me, I can remember that they've been in my shoes. They have experienced what I have, maybe in a little different ways, but they know what it's like to be this age and to go through things that I'm going through. So I can relate to them on that sense and share what I'm going through and, and let them have that space to kind of reminisce or or offer advice or whatever it might be. It's a little scary, but like how we interact with kids is so influential and mm-hmm. like foundational. Oh, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like I, I'm the type of person who if you're explaining something to me and I get it, I immediately want to be, be like, oh yeah, I get it. You don't have to finish, which is so incredibly rude. Don't do that, people. <laughs> but it makes me wonder like what – what thing happened to me when I was younger where I felt like if you kept explaining it, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Caitlin, that reminds me of your example earlier with asking a young six-year-old to show you something. You may have had some familiarity with it or like make could have figured it out yourself. But by giving that child a chance to explain and walk you through it, they're growing their skills of teaching someone and 
gaining some self-confidence in their own abilities. And I think that's really important. And oftentimes we shut people down, young and old, because we just want to get it done. We want to figure it out ourselves. We want to like keep it moving when they may be on a different pace, but that doesn't mean they can't show us, they can't communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if someone's hard of hearing, you may have to change the pitch of your voice, the, the volume of your voice, but that doesn't mean that they can't understand you. That's such a big difference not hearing you and not understanding you like wildly different wildly different yeah my father-in-law he has a hearing disorder because he was in the war and his isn't about volume or speed it's about pitch so if I say something in the wrong pitch I can see in his face that he's like agreeing with me but not 100% sure Mm -hmm. what I said and I'm like Ben, did you just hear what I said? He goes, I have no idea, you Yankee. <laughs> you know, and, and it's a funny joke with us now, yeah. but it's it's not that he does not understand. It's that he cannot hear me. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's something to be very mindful of as people get older. And gosh, I I can hardly put myself in that position. I have I've had grandparents pass and I've been very close to those scenarios. And I think about how hard that must be because so much of their independence is slowly going away. So they feel really reliant on people. And then to top that off, you have people who start talking to you like you're a 10-year-old mm-hmm. again and asking you really silly questions. Mm-hmm. And and I'm definitely not referencing anything where there is a, a mental impairment or, or degradation there, but just simply a person who's old and can't fully hear you right. and that being misinterpreted. Like that just like makes me sad mm-hmm. to think about. It doesn't need to happen. It's just like when adults talk over kids, maybe even pretending that they're not there and talking about more complex or serious subjects, thinking they don't even understand, but instead they're getting glimpses, like they're getting pieces of things that they know and they can kind of sense the seriousness of it or whatever, but they're not getting that full picture because they're not being treated like a, a full person. And I think it's way better to just have the conversation directly with them and, and include them in that. Kids absorb so much. It's absolutely insane. And think about how powerful that is where if you teach them at a young age that we are all humans and we all deserve a smile and a hello and all these things, we're breaking down barriers before they're even erected mm-hmm. and teaching them that it's okay to open up and, and it's okay to make a joke while you're standing in line or at the playground or when something maybe not great happens. It's okay to laugh about it with strangers and mm-hmm. with people. Of course, we're not telling you to go like tell your kids to talk to strangers. Right. <laughs> but, you Use know, there is a safe zone here where we can start just opening up the world, creating a more interconnected community. And what ends up happening when you do that is people become more caring and more dedicated to just having joyful moments throughout the day. Exactly. The The goal of this podcast is really to encourage people to notice those opportunities and kind of create joyful moments kind of for themselves. Like when we reach out to someone, it's almost in a selfish way. Like I want to make a connection. I want to say hi, make someone smile. But we've already talked about the impact that has the people around us. You may be brightening their day. And in this case, you might be setting a good example Mm -hmm. for kids and other people who are watching you interact with people of different generations to just be open to that and and that their voice matters and they have important things to say and and creating that that positive space for them. Yeah, so often it just feels good to be direct, to be transparent, to be yourself, to talk to everyone as if they are a human. 
you know, an- another way that you could kind of phrase this conversation or flip the narrative slightly is not age, but position. You know, this is a, a personal one. As a female, I've gone to like a hardware store mm-hmm. before and I, you know, pull out a piece of wood and checking if it's straight and a man walks by, oftentimes an older man, <laughs> walks by and he goes, oh, look at you, honey. What are you doing checking to make sure the board's straight? And I'm like, yes, sir. I am checking to be sure the board is straight. Yeah. Like, Can you, like would he talk to a man that way? Probably exactly. not. Like, yeah. it's it's very demeaning and, and it feels extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And recognizing when those types of things happen are really important. This is a total side tangent, but I once asked someone at a, a hardware store a plumbing question, which is a totally acceptable question. And he goes, oh, sweetheart, the, the paints in aisle eight. Yeah, Mm-mm. I was like, oh my gosh, Rude. like that's so disrespectful. Okay, that was a tangent. <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of showing this idea of like, we need to talk to everyone as as equals and as humans. And yeah, that man did not do that to me. No. And boy, was I mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly like taking that opportunity to think through like, how would I talk to this person if they were me or if they were a friend I have or a family member. Think that through before deciding what tone of voice you use or, or if you say honey or something yeah. like that. Just like bring what, a little bit more attention to what it. What would you appreciate? Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. same kind of concept. Exactly. Well, we hope that this helps you talk to some kids and talk to some adults <laughs> and not pause in that weird awkwardness of like, oh my gosh, this person's like 15 years older than me. Oh my gosh, this person's like 30 years yeah. 40 years 50, older than me. Yeah. yeah. And be able to find some common ground and realize that if they are 50 years older than you, y'all have some shared experiences you mm-hmm. could probably talk about. So this brings us to our challenge. We want you to get juicy and tell someone who's way older or way younger the latest gossip in your life, all the details, and I guarantee it's going to spark a fabulous conversation and friendship. And when it does, you know where to find us, Instagram and Facebook at HowToSayHiPod or email us at HowToSayHiPod at gmail.com. As always, thanks to Brent McCormick for our awesome podcast art and to the Wimps for all the music you hear in the podcast. Rate and review us on Apple and Spotify and tell a friend. See you later, Gramps! (laughs) I don't have anything else. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 